Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny Finkay. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark, it's over. Not according to Santa's watch, it isn't. Now, come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. Now, usually it's two guys talking sports movies, but we're going off the rails a little bit this week. I feel like you've said that several times. Like well, when we did the dodgeball episode. We've gone off the rails, but well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've said we've gone off yeah, the rails. Yeah, you're living off the rails, buddy. I mean, that was obscure sports. You, Quarterly. You, know, you could make the argument. I was actually just thinking this weekend, Happy Gilmore is a movie we need to do at some point. Yeah, I was thinking that too because I was, re- yep, I hate when we agree. Combo golf hockey movie. I mean, how many of those do you get? It's like a double podcast. That's right. Double winner. Well, we're recording this. It's practically christmas and so bobby said hey what if we did a christmas vacation i'm like well there's not even a remote sports tie-in i can find but what he wears heck he wears a bear's hat he does that's that's the closest thing to a to a tie and didn't he wear that hat in the original vacation movie yeah chevy chase yeah so here we are national lampoons christmas vacation that's what we're doing this so happy week. holidays to everyone there's kind of some sporting stuff that goes on like between the neighbors and stuff like that yeah yeah <laughs> they worked out a little yeah that's right that's right so it's national lampoon's christmas vacation and this was this is an interesting one because this is the first of the sequels to national lampoon's vacation starring right. chevy chase and beverly d'angelo as well as well as randy quaid in there but those are the two stars and so They've done a lot of different sequels to this, two other sequels, European Vacation. And then Vegas Vacation. And then, you know what? I was actually just flipping around the channels last night, and I did not even realize they did Vegas Vacation, but it was on one of the channels, like Axis, or I don't even know what it was. (laughs) Free plugs, free plugs. Exactly. But So this is the first of the sequels, and I think it's a great way to do a sequel to the Vacation that they did, which was such a big hit. To have the holiday version, you mean? Yeah. It's it's perfect, and what I might even like the best about it, it comes in at a brisk one hour and 37 minutes, and that includes the little Santa Claus cartoon thing at the very start. <laughs> so you've asked me before, like, what are some ideas for podcasts with little prep time? Uh-huh. Well, an hour, 30-minute movie, that's perfect. It is. It's exactly per- perfect. And, I mean, it's a Christmas time. The Griswolds are preparing for a, a family seasonal celebration. Things never run smoothly, of course, for Clark, played by Chevy Chase. And his wife, Ellen, played by Beverly D'Angelo, and their two kids, who I'll bring that up here in a minute. But Clark's continual bad luck is worsened by his obnoxious family guests, but he manages to keep going knowing that his Christmas bonus is due soon. So a couple of things. Like, yes, it came out in 1989. Correct. Does it feel that old? It doesn't. Did not realize that. And then, I think this is, and you know, when we talk about if it holds up, do you want to just do that right away? Sure, let's jump into it. I think this is this is again with very few exceptions. This is a movie that holds up pretty well over time. You're, I agree with you, but I'm saying I think it's more because it's a holiday movie. It's hard to not make a holiday movie Good hold point. up. Good point. Because like putting lights on your house or like having a tree not fit or family bothering you that'll only, always exist. The only thing that's dated about a Christmas story, the Peter Billingsley movie for example is they intentionally set it in the 19 was it 50s it was a time period piece when it came out exactly and they bombard you with it for 24 hours on two channels (laughs) on christmas well and that's that's kind of like again when, when we talk about whether it holds up and and just a lot of different angles that we come at these movies because it's a christmas movie like there aren't many other movies that you are definitely going to watch at least part of at least once a year, right? But Christmas movies, you oh, do sure. because they're on at a, at a specific time, definitely going to be on 
at least once a year. Well, and, the, and Christmas Story, like you said, I can't even get people in my family to watch Christmas Story anymore because it's on for that 24-hour loop. Forever. Nobody, and, yeah, and they've seen it so much they just don't want to see it anymore. I don't think I've ever sat and watched that the whole way through. Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But this one's unique, too, because the Rotten Tomatoes score, the critics gave it 65 and the viewers give it 86. Really? You don't see that kind of ratio very often. That's a big difference. Yeah. Hmm. And it's not usually the viewers that are higher. I mean, do, did you write down any of the critiques from the critics or anything? No. Or? It's a holiday movie. How just can too, you critique it? Just too cliche. Yeah, yeah. It's a holiday movie and a comedy, which is like when you look at like the, the Christmas movies that I like, there's really three that I consider staples that I will do you want go to, get to in? and they're all comedies. Do you want to do your yeah, top five? Let's just Where do does it. this fall in your all-time you did top five. I don't even have five. Where does this fall among your favorite Christmas movies or holiday movies? So growing up, I always watched it every year, but I get more value out of it now. It's a little more, now I don't want to say raunchy because it's a holiday movie, mm-hmm. but it's a little. there's a little more adult humor than I realized as a there's child. There's some language in it. Well, I thought like as a kid, my favorite spot was probably right off the bat with the car going under the semi and stuff. But now as I get older and hear more, my favorite parts have changed. I would put it in the top three. I don't know if it's number one, though. All right. For holiday, it's tough, though, because holiday movies, you want to feel good and be happy, right? Yeah. Does it make your top three? Oh, absolutely. The the three that I was able to think of, Christmas Vacation, Elf with Will Ferrell, because I like Will Ferrell, even though, I mean, there's some things about that where I'm not going to watch it every year, but I, I still... Do like it. Go ahead. I'm shocked that you'd put that up there because really? I thought about it. And I'm, I'm a like, big Will Ferrell fan, though. I understand that, but sometimes like it's hard to take something new and add it to your holiday tradition or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's really, I mean, it's what, like... Was it 2002? 16, yeah, 16, yeah. 17 years old. I didn't realize it was as old. Right. That's another one I didn't realize as old as it was. But you're right, because that came out even before, um, you know, old school and, and all that kind of stuff for will ferrell that was right. that came out before any of the other stuff yeah and what was your third movie uh and then i've got a uh, a christmas story oh god uh do you have like it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th street or any of that kind of <laughs> miracle stuff? 34th street i do See, have. I, I don't think i've ever seen that that that's one that i don't think i've seen well in full length and really not even that much of in snippets what's important i don't even know how i found that movie but i watched that every christmas eve growing up on my own did you really like, I think my parents like to watch Christmas Vacation, and then they'd go to bed, and I'd watch Miracle on 34th Street, because I had the VHS or something. And what's funny is that movie made me believe in Santa Claus for way too many years. Spoiler Probably alert. So. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the movie, it's validated that he's real. Yep. Yeah. But um, then I thought Home Alone should be up there as oh, well. Home Al- See, and that's that's one that's kind of on the borderline. And you know, Home Alone and Die Hard. How much is Die Hard? A how Christmas much are movie? they? Yeah, Die Hard is the one that's even more so lightning rod. Is it a Christmas movie or not? I say no. It's an action adventure movie that happens to be set around Christmas time because there's really no. All right, no, Grinch. But I mean, there's really right. No, there's definitely a Christmas movie and a, a movie Christmas that happens tree in the, in the winter. background, and they're having a Christmas party. Other than that, I mean, how about uh, this? Is another one I had on my list. Rocky Four. <laughs> oh man! See, I had even forgotten. Is that a Christmas movie? That Christmas was it? Because weren't they fighting like right around like on Christmas, Christmas Eve Day or Christmas Day? Yeah, in Russia, of course. If I can change, and you can change. <laughs> We all can change. Yeah, then uh, recently, we'll get to that at another time yeah. because we're we're in the middle of our Rocky. Look, and here I'll I'll transition it back. Did you see that the director of Home Alone was supposed to do Christmas Vacation? Right, but he couldn't work with Chevy Chase because Chevy is so difficult. And that's what's like he and I. I don't know that Bill Murray on set was necessarily known as difficult, but but for being two of the more famous. Funny men of our time of the last forty years, really, and even more. Yeah, and, uh, both started on Saturday Night Live and the rivalry they had there. But for being two of the funnier men, they're also two of the more noted curmudgeons who are also funny men in public. Well, I've heard before that a lot of funny people and comedians they're very insecure. Yeah, so they constantly and a lot of reassured and like they have from, to everything be their certain way. Yeah. A lot of their comedy comes from strife and and whatever else, and that's a different persona that they put on in in public. You can see that, but yeah, yeah it is. the The other thing, well, we'll save that here for just a minute. So your your top five list then of Christmas movies is what? Just uh, just, just to reiterate, National Lampoon's, Elf, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Home Alone, 
And then if you're not going to count Rocky Four, I'd put Bad Santa up there. <laughs> oh, Bad Santa. I forgot about Bad Santa. But that's not one I've seen a whole lot. And I think it's because if I'm going to watch Bad Santa, I don't want the version you're going to get on TNT or whatever. I, I want the version where you're going to you know just throw out all the political correctness and, and hear it all. See, so I actively didn't like – I don't like Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. I hadn't watched Bad Santa until last year, and I was in a grumpy mood and threw it on in the holiday season. I'm like, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you brought up It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know that that movie was basically sold for nothing, and that's why NBC yeah. airs it every year? Yeah. See, and that's one I would – I think I would actually like to see a remake of It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. Now, I realize Jimmy Stewart, that that's the iconic – Maybe maybe not because it's a classic, and I, and there are a lot of movies that have been remade, and just because it's in black and white and everything. There are people, I think my wife included, who really like won't watch black and white movies, the old stuff. So that's why, like your guy Kevin Costner, I think would be great for a remake <laughs> of It's a Wonderful Life. Wow, that's intriguing. How about that? The thing I don't like about What's Wonderful Life is it takes it two and a half hours to yeah. set up the actual movie that and only takes 15 minutes. And that's that's another thing, too. I think if you redid it, made it more modern, maybe give it kind of an old, like you're a film major, kind of give it an old, you know, still in color, but give it an older period film piece. kind of yeah. look. Yeah, where you still set it in that period and everything else with some more modern stuff and uh, squeezed it down, maybe lopped a half an hour off it. Bring yeah. it to a new audience. What about uh, you ever well, watch? But I get the people who do, who don't want to mess with a classic. Yeah, I. But it is long, and that's why, especially the mo- if you see it on commercial TV. And that's why the movie didn't succeed the first time; is yeah. it wasn't good. Yeah. Where does this rank? A Christmas Vacation. Where does it rank for Chevy Chase movies for you? I mean, it's got. Uh, previous are, to, are you a fan of Vacation? Yeah, but this one's more iconic to me. Yeah. Vacation kind of gets lost in this, other good movies, whereas this is like in the holiday season. Everybody knows of this movie. Exactly. And not a lot of people know it's a sequel. A lot of people think this is just, true. just the a Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. So I would say this is top of the list. This is how I got to know Chevy Chase. At least I've never saw a movie of his before this. Mm-hmm. After doing this podcast with you, I might put Caddyshack above it. Because that's that was the first time you saw Caddyshack, right? Mm-hmm. I knew of it, but yeah. yeah. So I, I still put this above it because this is this is him. Yeah, I would go Caddyshack, Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Fletch, and then Seems Like Old Times from right at the end of the... That's way before your time. But if you can find Seem like old, Seems Like Old Times, do you know who Charles Grodin is? No. Funny guy, kind of uh, dry, sarcastic humor from the 70s and early 80s. Wasn't a big star, but he's a really funny guy, and also with Goldie Hawn. Seen even that. through... Uh... The internet and stuff. I've seen more Chevy Chase SNL things. Yeah. So I'd put that up there as well for him. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I go. I mean, Chevy but, is always great with the physical comedy. I think that's where he kind of made his mark early when, when he was doing the Gerald Ford impressions on mm-hmm. SNL, the fall down stuff. And we saw a lot of that in this movie, too, where he's like battling with the lights, obviously stapling <laughs> his, his shirt, falling through the ceiling in the attic and the boards in the attic and everything else. Beating up all the decorations on yeah, set, that's right. which that's is where right. he broke his hand. D- did he really? Um, when he, he hit like one of the reindeer in his yard when the lights wouldn't work, uh-huh. and he broke his pinky. So that's why the rest of that scene, he was kicking things instead of punching. Do you know anyone that has all the lights on their house and all that kind of stuff? Did your family ever do that when you were growing up? Nope. Did yours? Mine did not. We, you know, we had a Christmas tree, and that was about it. And even my, my wife, she's never been. She likes to decorate inside the house, but she's never been big on the outside the the house lights, which I'm glad for. You know, not a <laughs> having not grown up in the Clark Griswold right. kind of thing himself. But I, I think that that's. Another part of what makes this so identifiable to everyone is everyone at least knows a person or has been by a house right. that has all these lights and, and the people jump through all the hoops to do all this stuff. Or for the people that have done it themselves, they've probably done their share of falling down and stapling themselves yeah, right. and all these different crazy things. What has it gotten better? Like if you had one bulb out, it used to ruin the whole strand. Is it still that way? Or? I think it is. I, I don't really. I, I think they do still the you know the lights it's, in circuit. It's 2019. There's got to be a better way to do it. You would think that there would be. One of the funniest parts of the movie to me is when he's plugging all the lights in and the 
grid goes off and everything right. around him turns off in the whole the city. The whole city. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yep. Now, one thing we added to this, since we are two guys talking sports movies, and this is not even, we can't even say technically not, not a sports movie. It's not a sports movie at all. It's obviously a Christmas movie. Like you said, there's a guy, Clark, the, the main character, Clark Griswold, wears a Chicago Bears hat. That's really the only sports-related thing in the movie. So <laughs> I, I thought of this last night before we recorded. There's a, a a pretty good Christmas dinner scene, which we'll get to in a little bit. So and. What do they say at the end of that? At the end of the grace. God bless us all or the Pledge of Allegiance. Or, and then what does she let's, say? Let's save it for that. She says I'm, play ball, I, which makes it a sports movie. Well, you just stole. <laughs> you do. That's a good point, though. There is a sports <laughs> re- Does not make it a sports movie, but there is more of a sports reference than I thought. Great point, Bobby. <laughs> okay. So what I thought we would do before we get into more nuts and bolts of Chris, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is if you were having – a Christmas dinner, and you are going to invite five sports movie characters to your Christmas dinner. Who would they be? I you, you apparently didn't get my text last night because you just wrote this down. No, I had a couple I have in mind. I wanted to see what you had first. Okay, well, I'll just, number one, I'll Rudy. Through. No, my my number one is Mickey. I knew it from I, Rocky. I was going to pick him just so you couldn't. <laughs> You need the old go, man uh, sitting at the end of the table, and he's kind of he's got turkey coming through his cheeks because that guy's been Sean. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. But that's that's number one on my list. You've got to have Mickey. It's like the old uncle sitting there in the corner, and literally he's the quarterman for Rocky. So I think Mickey is perfect, and he can motivate <laughs> you a little bit. You gotta. <laughs> All right. If you were listening to this far, we just turkey. lost our viewer. <laughs> Well, it's listener. a podcast, so, yeah, yeah not on YouTube. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Not yet, thank God. So who would yours be? Who's your uh, number one? Number one from the movie The Game Plan, I'd pick Joe Kingman. Okay, no no clue who that is. It's The Rock. Oh. <laughs> he's, why did I not know? He's So, okay. And I got The Rock at my holiday. My number two is Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby, and that is because it's a Christmas dinner, and so we've got to have someone who's going to say the prayer, right? And it is Christmas, and so Ricky Bobby likes to picture his Jesus as little baby Jesus. Why? So, and I mean, it's Christmas time, the birth of Jesus. You've got to picture Jesus as little baby Jesus. So that's who's saying the prayer, Ricky Bobby, at my Christmas dinner. I th- Maybe he should have been number one for that. He should have been number one because I wouldn't. And he likes to picture baby Jesus wearing a T-shirt of a tuxedo. I just saw the look on your face, by the way. We're like, that is the smartest thing Styers has ever said. It is. <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've ever said. I can't even argue with it. I mean, I just I want to go to yours. I want to go to your holiday party now. All right. Uh, I, number two, along the same lines, who's going to give the grace? Who better than Shane Falco from The Replacements to give some deep antidote that would be wonderful to hear as we're passing along the food? Dear God, thank you. Thank you for not putting me in quicksand. <laughs> All right. Now my number three. Is Peter Lafleur from Dodgeball? Yeah, he can't. He's coming to mind. Oh, he's coming. So he, he's on your list. <laughs> he too? was. He would All have right, been. I'm glad we've got a duplicate. Just a funny guy. I love Peter Lafleur. Love Dodgeball. Love everything about it. Got to have some Vince Vaughn character there. So right. it's perfect. Even though maybe I could pick Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers since they had a football scene in that. Yeah. See, I kind of want to bring uh, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn from Major League. I thought about him. I almost had. Because he'll him. bring the party. Yeah, that's very true too. He'll bring the booze. That's true. So we've got th- we've we've each got guys on our list so far. I'm gonna have Annie Savoy from Bull Durham, played by Susan Sarandon. Because Why? you've got to have at least someone who's at least, you know, yeah, she's a good conversation. She'll quote some literature, some poetry to you, and you know, maybe if things go right at the end of the night, <laughs> good glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> That you could be uh, Eskimo Brothers with Kevin Costner. <laughs> By uh, the way, and I just realized, I don't think we mentioned this in either of our podcasts. Did you notice that the main female character in the two Kevin Costner baseball movies, both Field of Dreams and Bull Durham, Annie. Mm-hmm. Annie Savoy in Bull Durham, played by Susan Sarandon, and Amy Madigan, Costner's Ray's wife in Field of Dreams, was also n- named Annie. 
Yeah, because that was the name they gave, like the. No, groupie. I knew that. Oh. I knew the groupie thing, but I just I did not realize that both. So lead, I think that's why female they, characters were named. Annie. I don't think it was unintentional. Well, Annie in Field of Dreams, though, like it's not like she's a baseball groupie by any means or any kind. Yeah, of That's true, but it, maybe it was like a it's a baseball movie. anyway. All right, your fourth character is oh, um, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Okay, I feel like he'd have some good stories to bring to the table. You know, he's passionate. Yeah. My final one is the Hayden Panettiere character, Cheryl Yost from Remember the Titans. Just the glass of wine at the end of it. Well, no, (laughs) we've got to have a kid. We're we're talking young Cheryl. Oh, oh, sorry. I meant in present day. Let's let's keep this legal now. Okay. (laughs) Why start now? (laughs) Young Cheryl Yost because, you know, she's 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 kind of there and, and she can talk a little football with you. She's wise beyond her years. So I think that that would be fun as well. Okay. And you got to have a kid at the Christmas party. So then I'm supposed to say, uh, like, Benny the Jet Rodriguez or something? Because I have to have a kid? Okay. No, I would take Jane from, uh, from <laughs> for Love of the Game. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I wanted to see yep. if, if Jane was going to work her way in here, and it yep. obviously did. You All set right. me up for it. Anything new you noticed watching this that you didn't remember? And, and again, I think this is tougher because it's a Christmas movie, and Christmas movies, by nature, you've seen more than some of the, especially the sports movies that we've talked about. Yep. Two things. Uh, like, one, I every time I watch this, I forget how much I enjoy Cousin Eddie. I like him a little bit more every time. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate that character, and now he kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, in the first one, he kind of bugged me more, but in this one, it's like... You're getting used get some, to it. Did yeah. get more laughs, I think, yeah. And then the animated open, I also thought was pretty funny. I thought that was cool too. I didn't remember that that happened. Yeah. I guess a couple movies did that year. Like yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had one. Right. I had kind of forgotten, and I didn't get a chance to mention this. There are different kids in this, and I had sort of forgotten that Johnny Galecki and Juliette Lewis were the had two good kids. careers. And this is like, yeah, this is the, sort of the beginning of their career. They neither one of them had many credits, and I mean, Big Bang Theory for Johnny that turned. It, were you a Big Bang Theory fan? Nah, it's I mean, I watched your, it. But yeah. I wasn't either, yeah. but he also did Roseanne. I mean, in two really iconic sitcoms. Well, what's John weird is they're siblings in this, but in present day Connors, I guess they're dating in the show. Juliet Lewis is in the Connors right yep. now. With, I didn't realize with that. him. So they're both in it, and they're a love interest now. Didn't and they know were that. siblings in this thirty years ago. Didn't know that. The other thing is that I did not realize that John Hughes was the writer of The Vacations. Somehow mm-hmm. that had slipped by me. John Hughes is more known for 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald. Yeah, the, yeah. the teen, the teen coming-of-age comedies of the 80s is what John Hughes is known for, but he also wrote Mr. Mom. He wrote the original Vacation, like I said. He wrote this Vacation. I I did not realize that it, that he also had a part in The Vacations until... You know, seeing his name pop up in the credits at the beginning of the movie. I, and I guess I didn't realize that in the movie that like, he was daydreaming about a pool the whole time. And what? Home nope. Alone that right. you talked about. Well, that's he where he went because he was supposed yeah, to do this. You were talking. That was the trade-off for that director you were talking about was right. he was going to direct this. He couldn't work with Chevy Chase. So Hughes gives him Home Alone instead. And, Which is and, still a big hit. Oh, absolutely. Very, just another iconic movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that Chevy Chase was daydreaming about a pool. And at one point when he dreams... About the pool, the woman in that, the, girl the jewelry the counter, yeah. yeah, yep. Didn't remember any of that. The movie this was based oh. on a short story that Hughes wrote called Christmas Fifty Nine, right? Uh, and he actually wrote for the National Lampoon magazine, yeah, yep. the, the 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 magazine that that ended up spawning. Which I didn't realize that was a magazine. Oh, you didn't? No, I just yep. thought National Lampoon's was just this franchise. Yep. National Lampoon's Animal House, National Lampoon's Vacation. I guess that's why he had a part in all these different. And didn't things, like so. in that scene when he's up in the attic, it says Christmas fifty nine on the film canister or something. Yeah, there's there's a tie in. Yeah. but it actually was Christmas fifty five or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, if you actually paid yep. close attention to what was going on. But anyway, so all um, right, uh, dis- go, go ahead. Despite being a Christmas movie, this movie never gets to Christmas Day. It ends on on Christmas Eve. That's true. It's the night before Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Interesting point. Well, and the other thought thing that I thought about, have you seen 16 Candles? Mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald. And that was about her sisters getting married and, and all the things that, you know, that, that she's they never make it through. to the wedding. But just one little kind of mutual tie-in is in, in both 
this Christmas vacation and 16 Candles, you've got both sets of in-laws staying in the house at the same time, which is, as someone, I don't think, I don't think my parents and my in-laws have ever been in the house at the same time. We try to stagger it because they always have to come (laughs) out of town so that we end up with a week of both of them, but at separate points, essentially. So double the miserable. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, and that's, they kind of play that up. That's. I mean, it's kind of like meet the parents, right? It was kind of the same process having all the families. Um, Did your opinion of this change, though, before we get into the lines and scenes? (laughs) Not really. I still put it up there, but watching it it is my once a year watching of it and having hit stop and take notes and stuff kind of ruined it a little bit. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't think my opinion changed just because it's something that I'm so familiar with. And you know, you know, a lot of the lines are coming because, again, like Rocky. Even though I'm a huge Rocky fan, I hadn't seen either Rocky or Rocky Two in years before we did it. But Christmas Vacation, because it's on TV at least you know for weeks at a time in the month of December every year, I've at least seen bits and pieces of it. Where you know more so than I've seen Rocky or Rocky Two or any of the Rockies. Of every movie we've done, is this the one you viewed the most? Probably so, mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, and like if we did a Christmas Story, it would be even more than this. I think. <laughs> You love that movie. I I just watched Elf recently, and I don't think I had watched Elf for a couple years just because it was something that you know you kind of see, and there's only so much you You can take as funny as it is. Yeah, take a nap during it or whatever. Yep, but it was good. I found myself laughing out loud in in parts of Christmas Vacation when we were watching this. Wow! So I thought that was a good sign. Well, what lines made you laugh? Um, let's just start. Of course, you've got the neighbors, Todd and Margot, and Margot is <laughs> played so by Julia Louis Dreyfus. Has she done anything else? She hadn't at that. That was pre-Seinfeld, and actually '89. So Seinfeld was just getting underway. I would bet that this, that the production of this came before she ever got right. to Seinfeld's, and that so that was kind of the tail end after she had done SNL, which didn't really work out that great for her either. No, but she's one of the richest women in America. That's right, and so, one of the funniest as well. Yeah. If you look at the way her career has progressed, I'd put Veep over Seinfeld. By the way, I put her. Right. I put her, her character, character in yes. deep yes. over Seinfeld, definitely. Yeah. There were things about her character, even though like my wife and I are both big Seinfeld fans, she never really cared that much for Elaine. Yeah. And there were things that one just the way <laughs> they dressed Elaine and the hairstyles yeah. and she just kind of was odd. there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what okay. about this movie made you laugh? Okay. So Todd Martin. When I think it's I think it's Todd saying to Clark, Where are you gonna put that big tree yep. or a tree that big? Bend over, well, I'll, I'll show, show you. you. Yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious. I thought one of – I have that line written down as well, but even earlier in the movie, which that's pretty early on, uh-huh. that's one thing I learned. I thought that Margot and well, Todd and I, I were tend later, to go chronological but, with my lines just so, so – Yeah. When he goes off the road and they're at the Christmas tree farm and he goes, well, we made good time <laughs> after they went like off – They shoot yeah. through, yeah. Uh, the, the counter girl, everyone's heard this line, the girl at the jewelry counter it, where he says, tis the season to be merry. Oh, that's my name too. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Still – Probably not as funny now, but the first time you heard it, it was definitely funny. That's one of those lines I could forget every year, Yeah. that every year I hear it and I laugh again. Right, exactly. Oh, good golly. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Obviously, when he's talking at the office, he's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Beverly D'Angelo characters to Audrey. The daughter, I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas, and we're all in misery. Well, I, I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas, and we're all in misery. Alan? Was that right after her? She's like, talking about her dad. And he's, Audrey's she, complaining about something. I can't and remember she's like, what it is. Well, I sleep with him every night. How do you think? I, I sleep with your dad every night. How do you right. think? Because they had to stay in the same bed because right. all the in-laws were And right. by the way, Beverly D'Angelo, when we talk about the actresses in this, she's someone who's been around forever, still acting right now. I couldn't tell you anything she's done in the last 20 years, but I think that the two, the role that she's most known for is this, being Ellen Griswold. Yeah. You know, this, plays this movie, well. obviously, and, and the original Vacation. Right. Yeah. When uh, Eddie's, Cousin Eddie's like, it's a, it's a beaut, Clark. It's a beaut with all the lights up <laughs> uh-huh. and everything. Right. That made me laugh. Uh, Grandpa, hurry up, Clark. I'm freezing my baguettes off. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much the family hated him during all that. Right. 
Yeah. If you need me, I'll be in bed Clark. asleep. <laughs> yeah. If you need me, let me know. I'll be asleep. Uh, Clark to his dad. You taught me everything that I know about exterior illumination. <laughs> Simple line, but it's like right exterior illumination. Just exterior illumination. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, when they're emptying the the RV of the bathroom stuff, mm-hmm. it says "Merry Christmas." It's full. <laughs> It's a censored version. Right. I also watched this movie on uh, some stream that was censored. So okay. That You'll was be shocked, but unique. I do have the DVD. That, so that's where I got to see the uncensored version of everything. Yeah. I'm sure my version was five minutes shorter than yours. Probably so. <laughs> uh, Eddie, you ain't never seen a set on a dog like this one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that talk was so disgusting. Oh, man. Um, well, Eddie's fairly disgusting, too, when you think about it. Yeah. But- um, they say that she wants her to say grace, and she goes, Grace passed away 30 years ago. <laughs> they want you to say grace, the blessing. <laughs> the blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Clark to Eddie, can you get? Can I get you more eggnog, something to eat, drive you to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? I wrote that. Replay <laughs> <laughs> your eggnog, drive you to the middle of nowhere and leave for dead. <laughs> That's a good line. Yes. You should use that more. Yeah, I should use that on you every once in a while. Well, yeah, I think you have. <laughs> Empty threats. Yep. Um, I have the whole rant that about Clark talking about what he wants for Christmas. That's probably my favorite part of this movie every time I see it. Is that the one? The really long diatribe. Right. Hey, right. if you were looking for any last-minute gift ideas. Right. And then that whole thing. Yep. Eddie, I can't swim, Clark. I know that, Eddie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he's talking about flying them all out. You know, what? once they got the pool when he still thought he was getting the bonus before he ended up with the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's a great gift. The Jelly of the Month Club? Yeah. It would be a nice gift. Um, <laughs> it sets up my next line. It says it's the if, gift that keeps giving all year long. That's very true, too. But if it was, if you're expecting a sizable year-end bonus and you get the Jelly of the Month Club, you might go off the way Clark did on your boss. Oh, I've, he had a great holiday season. I don't see how that could push him over the edge. Mm, I don't know. And then the old aunt, play ball, right. that you mentioned after they sing the national Which anthem. I wrote that makes it a sports movie. Right. Um, <laughs> he says, how could things get any worse? We're at the threshold of hell. I mean, if that makes it, that's a good one, too. Yeah. But if that makes it a sports movie, there are a lot of other movies that we get to add to two guys talking sports movies based on the fact that they have at least little parts of sports in them. And we've kind of talked before about trying to do a podcast worked around that, like mm-hmm. Wedding Crashers. Has the they play football. touch football. Well, it's not touch, scene. but yeah. I mean, it uh, was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Have you ever? I don't think you've seen City Slickers, have you? Is that the one with Billy Crystal that it you is. made me watch that clip of that one time? Billy Crystal. <laughs> no, I think that was a different clip, but Billy Crystal, they go out. I think that was when Harry met Sally. And you're like, this clip's great. Then we watch it for five minutes and it ended. Was, and you looked at me and you go, that great. That wasn't good. But there's a scene <laughs> in City Slickers where they're sitting around the campfire out on the prairie and they talk about baseball and what baseball meant to them and, and their relationships and stuff like that. That was, it was pretty good. Uh, Top Gun has the volleyball scene. So, I mean, if we're going to be that loose, I mean, it sounds like we've got a lot more movies we can work into our rotation here. I mean, eventually we're going to run out of movies, so we're going to have to get loose. That's true, too. Everybody gets loose. Well, All right. Any is, more, that a, is that a quote from the movie? Any more favorite lines before we get to scenes? Uh, at one point, they said, heart bigger than his brain, and that made me laugh. Yeah. But, right. um, yeah, we can go to scenes. Okay. I mean, if you've got more lines, get them in. Nope. Just that. Are you going to play that whole diatribe? Hey, if any of you looking at your last minute gift ideas, I have one like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I went and brought from his the, the, happy the, holiday The audio slumber. that I play is always dependent on what I can find when I oh. go look for it. Well, that on the internet, the interwebs. I text this to my boss every Christmas. That okay. whole thing. So, all right, it makes me laugh. Okay, sorry. All right, favorite scenes. I've got Clark putting up the lights on the house. I mean, just a a classic. He's up there with the ladder, and he's got the staple, and he staples his sleeve. To the gutter, and then he falls off the ladder, and you know the ladder goes back and forth, and just all the different stuff. And again, I mean, he's so good. The icicle, the big icicle, shoots through Todd and Margot's window. Right. That was funny too. That was because then they get home and they're like, "What, what? the hell happened? The stereo's broken, but of course the icicle is melted, so there's no evidence of any crime." The perfect murder <laughs> weapon, an icicle. That's right. Yeah, shoots through their window. But again, Chevy Chase, so great. With the physical comedy in, in just about everything that he's done over the years. So this movie being short, some of those scenes that I thought were just 
whatever, they're big chunks of the movie. Like that lighting of the yeah, tree really are. or lighting of the house is a huge yeah. 20 and, minute gap of the movie. Yeah. And even the thing in the attic where he's up there alone. And then the car thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You string those together, you already have half the movie done. Yep. And I've got a, a couple little things that I'll touch on when we get to stuff that bugs me about a, a few of those different uh, things. Scenes with the jewelry girl at the counter. You like that? And then uh, Rusty walks up. Again, I mean, that was, it's not as funny after you've seen it a few times, but. That's one of those I missed as a kid that's yeah, funnier now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of, of the lighting, when, when the grandma, when he's having trouble, he can't get the lights to work, and the grandma goes to the garage, flips on the switch, and then everything lights up, and he thinks, you know, because he's sitting there with the two plugs, and he thinks he's done something. The whole city drains of power. Those gears or the the meters just go nuts. Right. The neighbors, Todd and Marga, were ah, blinded, yep. you know, because their whole house lights up because the windows are right there. And then, of course, everything goes out just a few seconds later. Yeah. Um, see, and again, the, the, the sledding scene I thought was pretty funny. When he shoots like a rocket. Yeah. He catches there. fire. Yep. It almost makes the movie a little sci-fi. Yep. Eddie pumping the RV toilet into the uh, street sewer. Yeah, that's great stuff. <laughs> well, and he, well, and he's not visual, just and then he, it. he's also out there in, the in his robe. robe yeah, yeah, and he's got his. It's probably one of the most iconic scenes of the whole movie. Is that still of him with the pump or whatever yeah, it is? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the whole grace thing, which I'm sure you're going to get to when they say grace. Go ahead, use that one. Now, I was going to say um, Eddie stands up during the Pledge of Allegiance. That whole thing. Uh huh. That's another scene. I think I forgot about how funny it was. What dear? grace? She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. (laughs) Save the neck for me, Clark. I I guess I had kind of forgotten about the cat food in the Jello, for for that matter, and the fact that Eddie's. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, of course, because he's (laughs) disgusting. I don't know why they call it Hamburger Helper. Tastes great by itself (laughs) from the original one. Uh, yeah, and I've got the, I've just got the Christmas dinner scene. I mean, first the turkey implodes because Which it's too dry, way too dry. Yeah, the prayer turns into the pledge of allegiance. Eddie, save the neck for me. <laughs> yeah. Save the neck for me, Clark. Uh, the dog yakking under the table, and just everything that went with that scene. Which Again, is it's a fairly long scene, but a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, but then that's another twenty yeah. minutes of the movie, right? That's right. Because right. then you go to the next room, and the cat gets electrocuted, electrocuted by the tree lights. Which they almost took out because I thought people would get offended by it. Really? Mm-hmm. And then Eddie, if that thing had nine lives, it it's just used, spent them all. Yeah, it used them all. <laughs> then the tactical approach to the kidnapping at the end I thought was funny. By Eddie? Yeah. And that's, of course, you're feeling uncomfortable just watching the whole thing. But there goes Eddie speeding off in the RV, and he kidnaps the boss who shortchanged everyone with the bonus. Which, that guy's been in a lot of stuff, too. The boss. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention. I forgot to mention him. Brian Doyle Murray is Bill Murray's brother. And he, of course, was in Caddyshack with Chevy Chase. He was the guy. He was the older guy who ran the Caddyshack. Oh, he right. Was in, yeah. he, was, he was in charge of, of all the guys. He was, remember? Yeah. Where he's, he's, What's that sign say? No of, fighting. He's, he <laughs> fired them all at one point during yeah. the Caddyshack. Yeah. Uh, any more scenes? Yeah, I've got a few. All right, go uh, for The it. old guy burns the tree with his cigar, and then the tree goes up in flames, and his hat's on fire. Singed, yeah. yeah. Uh, the jelly of the month, as you said, the, the gift that keeps on giving, and Clark goes on his expletive-laced tirade. <laughs> it's bigger than you expected? <laughs> Smaller? What is it? It's a, it's a, it's a one-year... Membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. (sighs) Hey, 
any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally the cops bust in, everyone freezes, and uh, Ellen, Clark's wife, where she has her hands yeah. pertaining to Clark. <laughs> Which is... I mean, it's funny. Yeah, we don't have to be graphic, but it, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, especially the first time you've seen it. They're That's, all frozen because they yell "freeze" and everyone's frozen, freezes. and she literally freezes with her hand. And in that's place. another one that's like, as I get older, that scene becomes more funny. Right. I'm sure that's something that Chevy Chase insisted on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was ad libbed. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So where else do we go now? What bugs you about this movie? Okay. So there are a couple things, and again, it's a comedy, so it's. It's really nitpicking. And it's a Christmas movie. You don't want to yeah. sound like the Grinch. Um, but the biggest thing is the opening scene. Not the Santa Claus cartoon scene, but they're in Chicago. So where are all these mountains that they're driving through that are around Chicago? Are there mountains around Chicago I don't know about? There are. Really? They're in downtown. No, I'm kidding. They're downtown no, mountains. I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right by Lakeshore Drive. Well, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's actually an iceberg that came from Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. They don't actually say how far they drove to get the tree. Yeah, but we're assuming it's a day trip, right? Okay. You could drive pretty far in a day. Okay, so what are we going to upper Colorado. Wisconsin? <laughs> I mean, are, are there mountains? Up, I know there are some, at least hilly parts of northern Michigan, right, where people ski and stuff right. like that. Are there? Well, is there anything in, in northern Wisconsin? I don't know. Well, I mean, and if they you're going to drive to Colorado, okay. if well, you're going to drive to Colorado, that's literally like a day to get there from <laughs> Chicago. So, to be fair, they don't say they're in downtown Chicago, so they could be in Kenosha, which is a suburb of Chicago. It's already almost Wisconsin. There's no mountains up there. Okay. Have you driven to Milwaukee before? (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun drive. There's no mountains. Uh, That same scene that you're referencing, different reason, bugs me. My whole life, every semi that passes me, I look to see how low the middle part of it is. Right. And it's never been high enough for a a (laughs) station wagon to fit under. Yeah. Even though it was a funny scene. It was. <laughs> That's pretty funny, and it's written well, but that mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, yeah, you could always drive that, and then right. I started to look. Well, and the other thing about that is they they first the drive that gets them there, and then they hike all the way out there on foot. They get to the tree, and they forget they have a saw. So where do they get the shovel? Because I didn't see a shovel either. So where did they get the shovel, and then how the hell did they you're, – you're telling me two adults and two – Kids lugged that big old tree all the way back to the car. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, in my mind, in the car, they must have had chains. They just drove the car to the tree and ripped it out through all through a foot of snow. <laughs> I know. Well, there's a Again, lot. Again, it's there's, minor and it's a comedy. No, there's a lot. That's, I agree with you on a lot of this. Yeah. It's pretty rough to watch. Yeah. And then go ahead. I just say my next thing that bugged me was the dinner scene. The only thing that bugged me, you could hear them chew. They kept doing the chewing yeah and i hate hearing people chew yeah Pet i'm not peeve of mine. i'm not big on a lot of bodily noises yeah, it's disgusting to me and babies crying yeah in in babies crying is probably my biggest pe- pet peeve because a lot of times when a, when when there's a baby involved especially like if it's tv so it's episodes that you've watched it's used as a prop because they can't find anything else to help the storyline and it's just to me it's just distracting noise wow but it's like if you're on an airplane. I like babies. I like babies. I like kids. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like the babies crying in you know, in in a, in a movie or a show. So if you're on an airplane and a baby's crying, you're going to ask that baby to leave the plane. I'm not going to, but here's what I did when I had, because we, I'm not going to say we traveled a lot, but I realize people have problems with sugar and their kids and all this stuff, but you know the little dum-dum suckers? Yeah. Give them something when, to suck on when for we, the- When we went on a plane, we would take the little dum-dum suckers- and if they started getting fidgety, we just gave them that, and boom, it's like magic. Wow. 
It's it's really father of the year. It really doesn't <laughs> take that much, parents. It really oh, doesn't. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well. Um. <laughs> hey. I've got two kids. I've been through it all myself. I'm just saying, if you're going to travel, you know, you've got to be, you, you, you've got to have some forethought into how you're going to get through that two to three hour flight. Okay. So if you're, a flight's different because you're, you're trapped. Kids. Yeah. But if you're like in a restaurant or if you're like, I don't know, a movie theater or something, uh-huh. do you just want the parent to take their kid out until they can calm them down? Yes. Or cause that bugs you and they're like, shh, yeah. that's not going to work. No. Just go take care of what you gotta do, and right. bring them back. And I and I and I realize again, if you're if you're a parent and you've got a baby, you know there are babysitting issues. Again, I've been there. Oh, that myself. part I understand. Right, but at the same time, if you're going to take your kid, your your baby, your child, you know that is that small and is going to potentially start crying, and you're in a in a, a <laughs> theater, place. a restaurant, wherever it yeah. happens to be, I think you give it. 30 seconds tops and if it doesn't stop you've got to get out of there because it's not just about <laughs> it's not just about I'm serious it's not just about you and the kid right you've got to think about the other 30 50 100 people that are sitting in there trying to enjoy their their evening I was at a wedding not too long ago and there was a baby that caused constant disruption throughout yeah. the whole service yeah, and and uh, again a wedding that is about the two people standing up there right, you at get the out. altar. You've got to get out of there. Right. 30 seconds max, you've got to get out of there. And you there were several different times. Yeah. So obviously you they just, never settled. You've got to bite the bullet. You've got to get out of there. Because everybody else understands. Right. We understand where you're going, what exactly. you're doing. But you've got to think about yep. the, the other two people. people. Yep. Yeah. yeah, at a wedding specifically, the two people. Right. You've got to. Um, okay, so we've digressed on that a little bit, even though there are no babies in this movie. But you know, the one thing I don't we, know how we got there—the one thing we can agree on—is hating people. <laughs> how about that? We finally found it. We're gold. We should have done the Grinch, <laughs> a Sean Steyer oh, story. I forgot about the Grinch too. Now, if we went, I forgot about the Grinch. Not the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. And no, that's I didn't, a drug trip. And I didn't yeah. see. I didn't see the the. Was it like a year or two ago where they did a cartoon version? That doesn't. But the one that the used original. to come on TV all the time. Right. That's that's a really good one. I don't even know if you call that a movie because it's like, what, 30 minutes maybe or that's something right. like that? I watched Rudolph last night. Yeah. That's not really a – it's just part of the season. It's a TV yeah. show. Right. Um, the other thing that bugged me about this movie watching it, just by the humor and kind of the awkwardness, I might be Cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you had an RV to live in, don't <sighs> oh. you? Oh, Heck yeah. <laughs> I love an RV. All right. Um, anything else? I, I, I don't think I've got any. Well, the well, only other minor thing is he's stuck in the attic. Yeah. He's walking around. He falls through the attic into the bunk beds. Why, why did, did he just why leave? He just, why didn't he just go through the hole and get out of the attic? There was already a hole there. Right. His whole body fell through. Well, I think he wanted to watch the movies. Oh, okay. All right. Reminisce of good Christmas past. Maybe if he watched the movies before he fell through the hole, it would have made more sense. But right, but doesn't he know they're up there anyway? Doesn't he probably watch them more? One would think. The what does it hold up to you? Absolutely. Right. The one Absolutely. thing that doesn't. Not to get too PC or whatever, but Beverly clearly has dementia in the movie. Beverly D'Angelo? No, the that the mom's oh the name, older lady. Yeah, yeah. The so yeah, they yeah. kind of exploit that a little bit, right. but that's true. What a great holiday movie. It is. It's so different than all the other holiday movies. The movie, or the, the, the question we ask in this podcast that we added not too long ago, what role would Kevin Costner have played? Cousin Eddie. I think he'd be a great cousin. No? I, I don't think he's Not I don't funny think, enough? I don't think he's funny enough. Well, he can't be Clark, I right? thought it would have been funny like if he was Todd the neighbor. Oh, that's a good one. Or could he be a jerk to be the boss? I thought about the boss too, and like if if it, if it was in 1989 and he did it, might have been a little bit too young. Even though he could have been kind of a a slick kind of shystery boss, but Kevin Costner also at that time. I mean, you've got Field of Dreams and Bull Durham coming out, and he's sort of positioning himself as the good guy right. in a lot of this stuff. So I don't know so if he, like that heel turn yeah, is really what he would have wanted to do at that time. But if you did it now, I think he'd be. The perfect boss. Beyond Kevin Costner, do you think there should be any staff or uh, casting changes? The kids, that, that's one thing that bugged me a little bit is like the fact that you have different kids in this. And I, I realize it's about, what, five years, 
five, six years later since you've done the original vacation. So it's, you know, Michael C. Hall is, is it Michael C. Hall? Michael Anthony Hall. Michael Anthony Hall. Anthony. Yeah. Michael C. Hall, I think is. Anyway. Yeah. Um, even though the girl, what, my point is it's a little distracting when you've got different kids. Right. Um, well, maybe that, someone a little bit on the younger side, or even couldn't they have just been, well, I guess they, yeah, they they basically were teenagers in this, right? Yeah. So maybe somebody on, cusp, on a little yeah. bit younger side. I don't know. What about, uh, does it bug you that Diane Ladd is only eight years older than Clark, his mom? I didn't even realize that. And his dad is like really, it's like the age difference only eight years from him to his mom, and then his mom to his dad's like that happens 25 a lot, more. though, especially to females in movies. Well, but you you've been bothered by the age gap. No, before, I know. I'm so. just saying it happens a lot. So I just didn't know if that. I didn't realize you. that they were that close in age, though. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. to me she well she at least looked old. looked a little bit older. Yeah. So Clark was in the Clark uh, Chevy Chase, who's a perfect cast for this, right? Mm-hmm. He was in Vacation, the remake they did four or five years ago. Yeah. At the end, there's like a couple references, and he shows up. Right. He didn't age well. No. He looks terrible now. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they remade the original Vacation. They used Ed Helms, Christina Applegate. Mm-hmm. I like both of them, but I don't like them in that movie. Eh. Yeah. Uh, could, you, could you remake this Christmas Vacation, or is it too classic? I think this one is about Chevy Chase. To be honest, I think he makes the movie. Right. So I don't know if you could remake it. Because that, vac- that vacation is an example of why you can't, right? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah. Because well, they remade it and it was just good. The fact it just that it's become iconic. Right. Be- again, because most Christmas movies do it. Maybe that's why you can't redo It's a Wonderful Life because it's Jimmy Stewart and it is so iconic. But even like the two off the top of my head who I think would be better fits for the Griswold, Clark Griswold character would be Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, obviously. Or Will Ferrell. Right. Either one of those guys. I don't think Ed Helms was the right kind of guy. I don't think he's goofy enough. I think Ben Stiller's a perfect He was in that movie Duplex or whatever that was garbage, but yeah. Meet the Parents, which it's always like, oh, woe is me. You know who's quirky enough but is not just like the right poster kind of guy is Rain Wilson from The Office. Did you ever watch The Office? Yes. How about Steve Carell? Steve Carell. He'd be a great Clark. Yeah. That might even argue better than Ben Stiller. That's true, too. I think you could do, without remaking this, I think you could do some other, yeah, where any any of those guys, and if you could get two Two of of those guys, that would be a golden movie. You could almost bring back, we're we're kind of circling it, but like almost the Anchorman crew come back for like a Christmas movie. Yeah. Very true. You know, then that guy Packard was in the office who played in... Anchorman. Right, the guy who champ. was uh, champ kind. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of tie-ins there. I think Will Ferrell's kind of gotten away from the comedy game a little bit. He really has. It's disappointing. Yeah. Did I see that he's like the executive producer of a show called Succession on HBO? I didn't realize that. Yeah. That I'm not sure. It's pretty dark. I think we've talked before, after we did Semi-Pro, he's doing a lot. Like, he's involved. He's one of the big wigs with Funny or Die. And it seems like he's producing a lot more stuff than he is actually acting in stuff. And the the acting that he does is just smaller cameo-type roles. I mean, we're way off the rails here, but you see a preview for that new movie with Adam Sandler is like a serious dark... Yeah. I saw a little bit of that on the Dan Patrick show recently, actually. Yeah, so they're all trying to break... I mean, Vince Vaughn's been dark for a little bit. Right. Being serious and straight roles. I'd like to see him go, but I think it's tougher for these guys. I think it's tougher once they get older. You know, one, they don't want to keep doing the same thing that they've done forever. Just like the, they were all approached about old school, but none of them wanted to do that again. Or dodgeball. Yeah. It's been exactly. out there. They could do a sequel, but they just haven't. Right. All right. So that is National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. We managed to weave at least a little bit of sports into it, and it's topical this time of year. So. Yeah, that's we fair like, enough. We I, like we like Chevy Chase on the big screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of holidays that intertwine sports, so. Absolutely. All right, two guys talking sports movies. We'll be back with an actual sports movie next. I think we're going to do White Man Can't Jump. Does that? Yeah, does that, we've been talking about that have, for two we months. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. All right. So I hope everyone has a good Christmas and any other holidays you might happen to celebrate. That's right. This time of year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Holy bleep. Where's the Tylenol?